Basically, first of all, Hanukkah Sameach, everybody. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I didn't buy. You think you need it? No. So, I want to make this shield for uh, Luini Shvat, my great grandmother, who passed away this Saturday night. Uh, this Saturday. Tamara Bat Rachel. And for all the people in Israel that are right now fighting in the southern Gaza and all the captives, may they come back. Amen. Horrific stories of what um, there was one Thailand uh, uh, Thai person that was a captive and they interviewed him. He went back to Thailand and he said that he was tortured, but he was spared most of the time and they tortured the Jews with with electric wires and what, what they what they didn't do there is you can't even explain what they did do let alone what they didn't do right now we're in a very very special time we're in a time of Hanukkah Hanukkah is not just any holiday first let's start with Hanukkah is one of the two holidays that were brought to us from what from the Chachamim there's three holidays that are brought from the, from the, from the Torah one is Pesach, then Sukkot, and uh, Shavuot and Sukkot. The Shalosh Regalim. Now, what's so special about Hanukkah? The fact that it's that it's uh, the Chachamim made this um, a holiday. We're gonna get into it, but first, let's just say something. Hanukkah is the one. Hanukkah is the one thing. Is the one um, holiday that you could keep the entire holiday according to Allah. Why? Now you're going to say, listen, I keep Pesach, I do Chametz, I clean up, right? I make sure, how is it that I'm not keeping everything to Allah? Because we have a mitzvah, La'alot La'regir, which means what? To go up to Yerushalayim and to give a korban. In Hanukkah, you don't have this mitzvah. So you're doing everything, just lighting up the candles, looking at the candles, doing everything is already doing the mitzvah according to, to Allah. Now, before I get into the Parsha, I want to speak a little bit about Hanukkah. Hanukkah and Purim are the two holidays that come, that are brought to us from the rabbis, right? Now, very big question. If that's the case, right? How come when we light up the candle for Hanukkah, what did we say today? Baruch atah Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, Elokeinu melech haolam, God of the universe, Asher kideshanu bemitzvotah vetzivanu ladikner Hanukkah, right? Why is it that you, you kideshanu, you, you made us kadosh vetzivanu, right? And you commanded us to light up the candle of Hanukkah? You didn't, you didn't command us to do this. How does this, this is a contradiction. We thought this is a, what? This is from the Chachamim, right? So how is it that Hashem, was the one to command us to do this mitzvah. And the answer is, is very simple. Anything that the rabbis tell us to do is like as if Hashem told, us, uh, told it to us uh, him, uh, himself. Lot asu. What? Lot asu. What? Exactly. That you're, you're not supposed to divert yourself from what the rabbis say. The rabbis say something, you know, that's something that we, we hold and it's like as if Hashem said it himself. Now, I'm going to get into a little bit of the whole difference between Purim and Hanukkah. What was the major, major difference between Purim and Hanukkah? Purim, Haman tried to kill everyone. Hanukkah, they just tried to take our identity away. Exactly. Which was what? The, the, the main difference between this is that Hanukkah was considered to be a spiritual war and Purim was considered to be what? A physical war where they were going to wipe out all the Jews. All the Jews all around the world, whatever Ahasuerus was the king over, they were going to wipe out everyone physical war and what Hanukkah comes to show us that there was what a spiritual war because the Greeks what did they want they were very into their body philosophy and stuff like that. all they came to do is to what to 
unpure and, and to basically be metame, the entire Bet HaMikdash and the entire Jewish nation. They said, live, we want you to live, but live the way we live life. Work out. By the way, where do you think the Olympics started from? From the Greeks. Greeks. It's, they were all about their body and they were all about Thor and all their uh, different gods. Exactly. So they only cared about destroying our moral. And one thing that you can never destroy about a Jew is his moral. That's one thing you can never destroy. And you could see it because even they tried and they, were, they, were, they came unsuccessful. Now, there are, I want to speak a little bit about the numbers. Numbers in, in um, right, well, last week we did Gimatria about different things, right? And numbers have a very, very powerful meaning to it. This today, we're going to talk about four numbers. We're going to talk about the number six, seven, eight, and nine. But before we get to six, six has to do with our Parsha. I want to get to seven, eight, and nine. The number seven is according, uh, is, it has to do with, uh, with solidarity. And not really solidarity, I forgot the word for it, but Shlemut in Hebrew. Shlemut means completion, completion. Number seven means completion. And how do we see this? Right? What does it say? And on the seventh day, Hashem rested. Why did He rest? Because He completed the world. Anything that has to do with seven has to do with completion. And not just that it has to do with completion, it's completion in a way of nature. Because what is this world? This world is nature, right? It's, and how, it, everything has to do with nature in this world. So what? It was completed through nature. Now number eight. Number eight is even bigger. And how do we get to number eight that it's bigger? Number eight, eight days of Hanukkah. And Hanukkah, the, the characteristic of the number eight is something that's above nature. And we see this with Hanukkah. Why? Hanukkah, what happened? We, we won the war. It was considered to be a guerrilla warfare. If you know what that is. It means that imagine a whole gang of people against a whole army. And we win. This gang of people win the whole army. Nobody dies. No casualties. Nothing. It's a very big miracle. It's above nature, right? And not just that, the oil. So according to some people, they took this, the, the oil, the little, little um, bottle of oil. What was it? It was this, one of the smallest bottles. It was just like a leftover oil that they had, so they put it in a small bottle. It wasn't even the regular sized bottle. And not just that, they took this and they poured only, they, they split this bottle into one eighth. And they said that for every day, we're going to put one eighth. And as they're pouring this one eighth, the whole cup fills up from the menorah. So there was a lot of miracles that were above nature. And we see this from what? From Hanukkah. And not just that. If you realize that Purim falls out on what day? Yudalet Be'adar. The 14th of Adar. If we take 14, we divide it by 2, what do we get? 7. seven. So 7 plus 7 equals 14. And you see that 7, the first 7 is what? Is... All the miracles came. How, how did how did the miracles come during Purim? They came from what? They came from nature. Hashem did it in a very secretive way. That's why it doesn't say Hashem's name in the in the Megillah, right? You don't see Hashem's name. Yes, according to some Mefarshim, every time it says Hamelech and it doesn't say Hamelech Hachashverosh, it's talking about Hashem. But what? It's coming to teach us that everything is coming in a very natural way, very very hidden way. The whole thing there's no was open there's no open miracles exactly. Why? Everything is from nature because that's one of the sevens from Yudalit. And the second one, what is the second one? That the second seven that we're going to talk about is, how did, how did it start? From the Bniyat of Bet HaMikdash. The story of Purim has to do with the beginning of the second Bet HaMikdash being built. How? Where, who, built this, who started the building of the second Bet HaMikdash? 
In Hebrew, in, in Hebrew it's Daryavish. And in English, it's called, his name was Darius. And who was Darius? He was Esther Hamalka's son. You said it? Yeah, Darius. But you said it? No, I know someone named Darius. It's a joke. So, there we go. We see from this that, what is, and what is the completion? What is the completion of the Jewish nation with Hashem? The Bet HaMikdash. And how do we know this? From the Pasuk. It's very simple. The Pasuk says, V'asuri Mikdash v'shachanti betocham. And you, they would make me a mikdash, a uh, temple or sanctuary, v'shachanti betucham, and I will dwell in them. Very, very question that's out there. You make me a temple, a sanctuary. It's like imagine you tell me right now, make me a house, and I will dwell in them. How foolish does that sound? What does that mean? Dwell in them. Dwell in them. I will like live in them. Sounds like a JQ education. Let's not talk. But dwell in them. Right? You make a house. You make a house, and you dwell in them. What does that mean? Dwell in them. You live in them. It's one house, right? You have the Bet Hamikdash. You made a Bet Hamikdash, and that's it. And I will dwell in it. To pray, to make a home. Right, but yeah, what? two parts. You can live in it, and you can pray to God, and you can. Do but this is Hashem saying. Hashem is saying this. Hashem is saying make, they're gonna make me a mikdash. They're gonna make me a sanctuary. They're gonna make me a temple. And and what? I'm gonna dwell in them. What does that mean in them? It's not talking about the Beta Migdash. It's talking about Hashem is resting His shechina on the people, in the people, in the people. Which people? The Jewish nation. Why? Because when there is the Beta Migdash. Then there is a completion between Hashem and who? The Jewish people. So that's the other seven. Now, we're going to get to the number nine. The number nine is very special and it's very, very um, tricky. Why? Because the number nine resembles confusion. Now, a lot of people are going to tell me that the word emet, right? Take the word emet. What does the word emet have? Shin, Aleph, Mem, Son of One? No. No. Aleph, Mem, Taf. The Aleph is one. The man is 40, 400, 400. and tough is 400. Now take 400 plus 40 plus 1, 441. Now, what do we do? Switch that. Four. Oh, it's what? It's K. It's K. No, it's an Aleph. Make it closer. It's an Aleph in... in uh, so now... I know. So now, 4, 4, and 1. 4 plus 4 plus 1 is what? 9. 9. So emet is truth, is the truth. So how is it right now that I'm telling you that number nine resembles what? Confusion. If emet is truth, why is it confusion? In the truth? Exactly. So now we're going to talk about this and this is how it gets to, this is how it gets to our parsha. If emet is true, why, why is there confusion in the truth? Why is number this, nine confusion? Number, right, that's the question. How is nine confusion? How is nine confusion? So let me explain. What parsha is this week's parsha? Vayeshev. Vayeshev, right? What parsha? What number parsha is this? Nine. How do you know it's nine? Because we're talking about nine. What if it's eight? It's not eight. Let's count. Bereshit. Noah. Beautiful. Nine, right? What happens in this week's parsha? Yosef gets sold, yeah. right? Yosef gets sold by his brothers, and then uh, Dina gets. Uh, no, that's that that happened last week's partial. But guess what? But confusion, bro. No, so listen. So listen to this. Now, Yosef gets sold, right? Very confusing. All of a sudden, what happens with with uh, Yehuda? How he went with Potiphar. Tamar, Potiphar. All, all this is a one big confusion. It's one big confusion. All of a sudden, Yaakov just wants to sit. It just says, Vayeshev Yaakov, Be'eretz Megu'avim. Yes, Yaakov, all, all he wants to do is sit. 
That's all he wants to do is just door. sit, relax. No matter what, sit. everything happened, he just wants to sit. He just he wants to he's he's old already. He wants to, chill. He wants to, he wants to calm down. He wants to live his life Retirement. now. And then what happens? Boom! Yosef gets old. His beloved child, which we're going to get into the parsha. There's a lot of interesting things. So how do we get confusion? Because I'll explain to you very something very very simple. A person has to understand that even when there's a time of confusion, the truth will come out, and whatever looks to us that is confusing is really not confusing. It's Hashem's way of coming and, and, uh, and lighting a new light into the tunnel. And how do, we, how do we do this? And it's all connected to this week's Parsha. Because what? The Pasuk says, everyone is in the darkness and I am busy with the light of the world. Uh, ben, if you could get me a chumash, please. Oh, okay. Um, there's one right there, yeah. So now, if we want to see something cool, this week's Parsha has to start with, uh, uh, sorry, this week's Parsha has to do with Hanukkah. Everything that we do in life, anything that happens to us, it connects. So this week's Parsha has the connection of what? Mashiach as well. Because Hanukkah has to bring Mashiach, and so does this Parsha. And how do we see this? Well, Mashiach ben Yosef. What? Mashiach ben Yosef. Mashiach ben Yosef, and there's Mashiach ben David, right? There's two Mashiach. We're going to get into that. It's very good. Now, let me explain a little bit of something. Mashiach, right? Mashiach has to come from confusion. Mashiach has to come from confusion. And how do we know this? This week's Parsha is the beginning. What does that mean, Mashiach has to come from confusion? From the number nine. Ah, Mashiach comes from the number nine. Why? Because... It's the Gamash Mashiach. Well, it doesn't matter right now. I'll show you something else right now. But now, let me, sh- let me explain to you a little bit about how it's connected to Hanukkah. We said what? This week's Parsha is what? It's the beginning of the era of Mashiach. This is how Mashiach is starting its, its journey right now into the Jewish nation. And what? We said that it's also connected to Hanukkah. Which means what? All the numbers are connected because you need both 8 and 9 for Mashiach. Why? Hanukkah is what? 8, right? This week's Parsha, 9. And what is 7? Completion. Right? Mm-hmm. So now we're going to see. Let me write the word Mashiach on the board. Mashiach. Mem, Shin, Yud, Chet. Right? Mem equals... Uh, sorry. What, no, I didn't want to put numbers. What I wanted to do is, what does Mashiach stand for? Mashiach stands for Madlikim. Shemona. Yemei Hanukkah. Yemei. What the Hanukkah. And why is this? Because Wait, according Shmona Yemei so Hanukkah means what? Madikim we light up Shmona eight Yemei days, days of Hanukkah. Hanukkah. We light eight days of Hanukkah. Why? Because the day that Mashiach was supposed to be, so to speak, conceived was on the time of what Hanukkah. And if he was conceived on Hanukkah, Mashiach was conceived on Hanukkah. According to the Sod, yes. So Hashem brought up the aspect of Mashiach on Hanukkah. Not not that he brought it up. He brought it up from the parsha. And when does the parsha fall? Hanukkah. So it says in this week's portion yeah. about Mashiach? It, it brings little secrets. We're going to talk about it right now. We're going to get into it. But not just that. Not just that it talks about Mashiach, Madikim Shunayim Hanukkah. If technically Mashiach is conceived on what? On Hanukkah. What month is he supposed to be born on? Kislev. Tevet. Shrat. Adar. Nisan. Adar. Nisan. Iyar. 
Sivan, Tammuz, Av, Av. What's Av? What's on Av? Tisha Be'Av. Tisha Be'Av. Guys. What if he's born early though? No, no. Listen. But what is what is he supposed to be confused? Sorry. Not what is. Guys, look. Tisha Be'Av is the day that he was supposed to be born. And then David Amelach died. No, David Amelach died. No, no, no. Look, Tisha B'Av. Where are you bringing David Amelach to Mashiach, bro? It's confusion. First of all, Mashiach comes from David. Mashiach ben David. Confusion. But guys, listen. Tet B'Av. What is Tisha B'Av? Tet B'Av. What is number nine? Tet is nine. Nine of Av. Nine of Av. What? Why do we fast? The Shaksh and the Bet HaMikdash. So we see from this, we see from this, that the... The confusion is what? That from the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, the Mashiach will come, and this is the day that Mashiach will, what's it called? Come, be born, and this is the day of what? This is what, this, uh, I didn't quote this. You know who quoted this? I'll tell you right now. It says in, no. It says in, <laughs> it says in Zechariah, the Navi Zechariah, he says in Perek Chet, he says, Tzom Revi'i, Vetzom Chamishi, Vetzom Ashivi, Vetzom Asiri, Yelebet Yehuda, Lesesonu, Simcha, Lomoadim Tovim. The fourth, the fourth fast, and the fifth fast, and the seventh fast, and the tenth fast will be for the house of Yehuda, which is what? The Yehudim, right? The Jews. A day of happiness and joy and and. What's it called? We're not going to get into which fast is what, but let's know that the 4th, the 5th, the 7th, and the 10th, has one of them is Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av. Why? Because this day is going to come out to be a day of sadness to a day of happiness. And that's where number 9 comes with the word confusion, which, which means what? Confusion that from bad will come good. And this is our entire Parsha. Now, now that we got into a little bit of it. So from bad comes good. So Yosef getting sold my brother's bad. It's 100%, good. 100% good. What else in this Parsha is bad comes good. So now we have a lot to discuss. Like about, we have a lot to discuss yeah, about this Parsha. <laughs> we have a lot to discuss about this Parsha. This Parsha is very, very deep. But we're going to do a little bit of the beginning. Now, if we realize the beginning is what? The beginning's starts Vayeshev Yaakov, Be'eretz Megurei Aviv, Be'eretz Kenan. And what is the Parsha really trying to tell us? The Parsha right now is trying to explain to us the, the household situation of who? Of Yaakov and his, and his kids. You already said Yaakov was tired. He wanted to settle down. He wanted to sit. He wanted to settle down. But guess what? Guess what? Hashem, Hashem told him what? Hashem told him, listen, you bought yourself the next world. Esav bought himself this world. Okay? There's no such thing as sitting down. You want to sit down in this world? You want to give up your next world? So if we look at the word, what are, so first of all, what are the four things that Yaakov went through in life? Four bad things. We're going to get into that. I'm going to explain. Zanash died. Okay. Who? His wife died. Okay. No, let's not get to that yet. But I'm talking about things that he had. The, the, a person dying is really something that's, a, that's uh, natural. Escape from okay. love. One of his kids was kidnapped. Okay, so we're going to get into escape from love. We're going to get an extra for... Uh, so Lavan, right? Lavan. Yosef was... Esav, and who else? And, and his daughter, daughter Dina. Dina, right? So those are the four things that happen. Now, let's get, let's get into a little bit of how these four things are connected to the word Vayeshev. Okay? No way. We have, we oh have who, God. what happened this week's Parsha? Who was sold? Who was sold? Yosef. Yosef is the Yud. Yosef. We have what? We have Laman. Dina, Dina, right? Dina. So why, why in this order? Just wait, it's backwards. It's basically backwards. Uh, okay. Dina, Lavan, and uh, Esav. Dina, Lavan, 
and Esav, right? There's about to be some crazy stuff right now. Inspire us, Nerea. Now, if you take the, the second letter, if you take the second letter of every single word, of every single person, okay. Vayeshev. <laughs> comes out to the word Vayeshev. Why? Yeah, look. Vav, Yud, Shin, and Vet. Comes out to the word Vayeshev. What does this come to teach us? That the second, the second Yaakov, the second Yaakov said, "What you want to sit?" He says, "I want to sit down. I want to kick back, relax. After I'm retired all this stuff now." That happened with him. Then it goes to the next part. Hashem tells him, "Listen, Vayeshev. Now you're gonna, you, oh, you're gonna sit. No problem, Vayeshev. And what, Vayeshev? Boom. Now you're gonna have Yosef as a problem as well. That's that's something that oh. came in. Now, not just that." Yaakov is going through tough times right now, right? Uh-huh. Think about it. First, he had Lava, uh, Lava, uh, first he had Esav trying to kill him. Imagine your brother is coming to kill you, and he literally is coming to kill you. Right now, brothers come, bro- brothers come and say, oh, I'm going to kill you, this, that, but they don't really know. You think your brother is going to actually kill you if you fight with your No, but imagine someone that actually has so much hatred for you and wants to kill you. You're scared for your life. You're really scared for your life. So imagine living through stress. That's number one. Number two, having a father-in-law like Lavan is a very, very bad father-in-law. He, he tricked him. Wait, wait, wait. I was told Lavan and Rachel and Leah, they're all brother and sister. No. La- La- Why is everyone saying that? Lavan, Lavan and Rivka, Yaakov's mom. Yeah. Oh, Rivka, Rivka, Rivka. Yeah, he went. What did she do? She told him, go to my brother's house. Now... Lavan was very, very mean to him. He uh-huh. told he, what he made he him do. Field. He made him work the field for how long? 14, 14 years. years. Imagine working for 14 years. You're 20 years old. Imagine starting from the age of six to work. And you're working for free. You're not making a dollar. And I'm not talking about living in a barber shop, sitting in a barber shop, cutting hair, making nice design. They were working the field. This is like hardcore labor. Being 14 God. years. <laughs> and not just that. Not only that, what happens? His daughter... Gets, gets kidnapped and raped and now he, he comes and he sits on it and what, is, what happens what happens with all that whole situation now I didn't speak about this last week but what Wait, so what, that wasn't enough for him all those things he went to now now because he wants to relax and sit Hashem says you know what 100% I'm going to take away because that's the level that he was in he was in the level that listen you want to sit are you crazy now because you said that I have to give you something even that's what's, the, what's it called get the most the punishments like these are Isuim, but what is Isuim? Isuim? Isuim means tragedies, but what is tragedies? There's Isuim that are from Ahava, that are from love. Hashem loves you, that's why He's giving you a little bit of suffering in this world, so that you have an eternity of the next world. But Some people are not strong enough to hold this. And, and let me tell you something. Hashem doesn't give you a test you can't pass. Hashem gave Avraham Avinu. Hashem gave Avraham Avinu. Hashem gave Avraham Avinu what? Gave him 10 tests. And these 10 tests, what? He was able to pass all of them. And we see it from the word Vayeshev. That Hashem gave him another problem, Yosef. Now, not just that. There was, a, there was one pasuk that kept Yaakov through the entire thing. This entire problem, this everything that he went through, there was one pasuk. He was learning Torah. No, but there's one pasuk I'm talking about. Right? We say, chesed Right? One who believes in Hashem, What? The, the righteousness will surround him, right? Because Hashem has righteousness, you believe in him. But what pasuk held Yaakov's morals strong? This pasuk. Okay. 
which means what? And the people that will know your that know your name and they uh, sorry the people uh, the the people that know your name will trust you uh, will trust you. But if we look at this, what does this teach us? How does this parsha? How does this pasuk connect to our parsha? Wow. This pasuk also connects to our parsha because why? Look at the first letter of every single word. What comes out to Vayeshev as well? So this pasuk is the one that held Yaakov to what? To 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 get through all of these bad bad tragedies. Now, another thing. How does this connect to Hanukkah? How does this connect to Hanukkah? What happened in Hanukkah? Hanukkah, we went through a war, but what kept everyone going? Their belief in Hashem. And that's how it connects to Hanukkah in one way. That their belief in Hashem is what got them... No, no, the, the Jews, the Jews, the Maccabees, all that, they, they, their belief in Hashem... Yaakov, belief in Hashem. We said that to Yosef, Yosef, Dina, Lavan, Esav was what? Bayeshev, right? And the one thing that kept his morals up, Yaakov, through all these troubles, is his belief in Hashem. Why? Viftechu Becha Vav, Bet, Yud, Shin, also Vayeshev. You understand? So he was able to cancel each other out in a way. That all of his problems were able to overcome with that pasuk. That he was able to believe in Hashem. And what do we say? That also whoever believes in Hashem, righteousness will follow him. And we see this also with Hanukkah, that they had full belief in Hashem. And what? They were saved. Now, we're going to get in a little bit to the parsha of where it says, if we look at the parsha, it says, Yaakov aviv, kenan, ele toldot Yaakov Yosef. Ele toldot Yaakov. What does ele toldot Yaakov mean? Ele toldot Yaakov. These are the what? The days of Yaakov. No, not days, not days. Let's see. Let's see what the, the translation. I want to read it from the translation. What does the translation say? Straight into Russia. No, not even Russia. The translation is as follows. Um, Here. What is Eretolot Yaakov? These are the chronicles of Jacob. What is chronicles? The descendants of Yaakov. And then what? Yosef. Can I ask you a question? Yes. If right now I'm coming to tell you, listen, these are the... Yaakov loved Yosef more. No, 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 but wait, wait. Right now, if I'm going to come... Forget about that love of him. But let me tell you something. Right now, if I come to you and I tell you, these are the children of Yaakov, and I start with you, with Yosef, what are you going to tell me? Listen, he has kids, right? Who? He has Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. It doesn't matter the order. All the what do you mean? They're all... It doesn't matter. Why? It doesn't talk about the kids? That they sold him? They sold him how Reuven came... They sold him in this Parsha, right? They sold him in this Parsha. But what happened? It talks about Reuven. How Reuven was... What's it called? Is that what Yehuda trying to save him from the pit? Ruven came to the pit and he started crying. He ripped his clothing. So it talks about his other kids, right? It's not no, just talking about Yosef. It's about Yosef. All right, but why start with Yosef? Why not start with the what's it called? Because it's mainly about him. He's the hot topic in this parchment. Exactly what he said. So they're gonna uh, they're gonna attach him in the beginning. It's not a movie, bro. Oh, but he's right though. He's the hot topic. So before we get to the answer to that, I want to guys ask you guys a simple question: How many kids do you think Yaakov had? 13. Yeah, about 13. 13 kids, right? You sure? 12 tribes and then Dina. Oh, oh they, they, both had, they all had twins. 
They all had twins. They all had twins. Boy and girl, boy and girl, boy and girl, boy and girl. Hold on, what do you mean they all no, had twins? Wait. They all had twins. Apparently, Dina was also supposed to be a boy. Right. Wait, who all had twins? Dina. Same name. Bro, ch- oh, not chill, bro. Sat- Guys, how many, no, Dina, how Dina many kids? Dina had man character treats. Wait, but... Yo! <laughs> You see, it's not him, it's the guy talking. How many? Wait, Pasha, Pasha. Ruven had a sister? Ruven had a sister? Yeah, they had Dina. Dina, who's Dina? Who was Levi's sister? Levi's sister is Dina. They're all siblings. No, I mean like the twins you said. Oh, no, no, no. We'll get to that. We, so they have twins, right? Each brother. But how do we know? How do we know that they had twins? It doesn't say it in the it parsha. It says in the in the. What well, is it? Ice cream. What does it say? No, it says it straight up in the parsha. It says it. Yeah. I thought it would say it in the Look, parsha. it says it. Pasuk hey Pasuk lamid hey Perik what? Perik lamid zayin. It says this. Listen, Yaakov. And then you're gonna ask me what what did it say? <laughs> Yaakov. And by the way, I told I told Adam, I told Mike, I told Shlomo, I told Levi, I told everybody. I told everybody what? That I'm going to be saying their name in the middle of the lecture. Let's see how much time passed. Only 20 minutes. 28 minutes. Let's see how long. Let's see if they listen to this. A world record. So now, let's see this. In, in the in chapter 37, Parak Lamed Zayn, Pasuk Lamed Hey, what does it say? Vayakumu kol bana v'chol benotav l'nachamo v'yima'en. Now, wait. All of his sons and all of his daughters arose to comfort him. Comfort who? Yaakov. Why? Because this is when they came to him and they told him, listen... Here's the Tonet Pasim that you gave Yosef. We found it with the blood. He's, uh, apparently he's dead. Yaakov was like, what? My son died. He ripped his clothing. And who, got, who came? Vayakumu. Kol banav v'chol benotav. And all of his sons and all of his daughters. Come to teach us that what? Yaakov had how many kids? If we look at it. First of all, Dina, Dina, Dina. By, Dina. by 24, 25. 25. Why 25. <laughs> Because uh, Dina, Dina, Dina had Dina was uh, her own. Dina, Dina had no Dina, twin. Dina had no, no twin, Dina. right? So if we have the twelve tribes, twelve tribes, because Binyamin was already born, by the way. Now Binyamin was already born. Twelve tribes, each one had a twin, so twelve times two is twenty-four, right? Uh-huh. And we said Dina is what? Dina is one because she was born by herself. Was what? Plus no, uh, Who's Dina's mother? Wasn't she a mi- like not a mix, but she was a mix. She had boy character traits. No, I I didn't hear that. I know that she was born by Wait, herself. Well, who are the twins? What are the names? It doesn't, it's not relevant. It doesn't mention it because it's not relevant. The whole partial doesn't mention it? It doesn't mention it. It doesn't mention it. But because they're not, they're not really relevant. So Dina was born by herself. So 24 plus 1 is how much? 25. But what? But what? 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 What do you want to learn? What do you want to learn from this? Rachel. Rachel passed away. When did Rachel pass away? When she gave birth to, ya- to Binyamin. And what, why did she pass away? She gave birth to how many kids? Two. Three. She gave birth to a girl, and then she gave birth to another girl, and then, and then a boy. So how many kids did he have in to- total? Wait, wait, Not 25, wait. how much did he have? 27. 20, 28. 26. 26. 26. Because we have the 12 tribes, each one had two. And then the right? two more girls that came out of wait, wait, Binyamin. And then 26. Dina was one, but Binyamin didn't have two. He had, he had women. He had 25, and 27, 27. How do you get from 25? 24 plus 27. That's 25 yeah, yeah. plus 1. Plus 2 more. Plus two 1, 1, 1. 2 oh, girls came out of Rachel. No, but look, said. 12 times 2. 24? Are you counting Binyamin? I already counted Binyamin yeah, and his twin. Wait, wait. But he came out with another twin. So it came out to 26. Where, where, yeah, where do we get that from? 100%. Hold up. Hold on, hold on. It says it in last week's Parsha. Why? Because last week's Parsha, she was, she was giving birth and she was like, and there was a Pasuk that happened that they said that, oh, and here's your boy. But it came out after, oh, Binyamin, which means, uh, Yo, we like, have a little, we have a little number nine over here. We have two, what's it called? 
you have your two, your two girls, and then a boy came out. I don't remember the pasuk, but Zav Hashem, next week I'll try to find it for you and tell you how it came out. Twelve boys. Yeah, wait, wait, what? Yeah, twelve boys. Each had a twin sister. That's twenty-four. Twenty-four. One had a triplet. One second. One second. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. I told you, Binyamin had two boy, two girls, and that's boys. Listen. So with Binyamin, it's twelve. So twenty-four. Now you have Dina and the two kids that came out of Bracha. One of them was already counted as part of the Yeah, yeah. One of them was already counted. Binyamin has, and his twin, right? Guys, I'm just wondering, the question. Why would you count Binyamin and the twin girl in the Listen. twelve? Listen. Let me let me repeat myself, okay? Hold up. Let me repeat. Twelve boys. Let me re- let me repeat myself. Each twin is twenty-four plus Dina, which is twenty-five. Let me repeat myself, okay? Every it, single yeah. person, <laughs> every, write it down, every single, every single tribe, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisach, Hasvunum, God, everyone, everyone had a twin, right? Twelve times what? Twelve times two, right? So who is Dina's twin? Stop, stop. Tribe no, no, no. Who's Dina's twin? Dina doesn't have a twin. Exactly. So listen. Exactly. So twenty-four. You're getting confused. Twenty-four. You're getting confused. Plus listen. two. Plus one. Plus Dina. Plus, plus two more because they came out No, listen. Two, uh, 12 times 2, right? Everyone had a twin, right? Binyamin did not have a twin. We're counting from Ruben to Yosef. To Binyamin. Binyamin, that's... That's 12. That's 12 people. 12 people. Okay. They each had what? A twin. A twin, except for Binyamin, had two girls. He, he came out of a triplet. He made this nigga draw a whole unicorn, look. Okay, he, so if he had a triplet, it's 12 plus 12. Plus one more, because he had a triplet, right? Okay. So that's what? 12 plus 12 is 24, plus 1, that's 25, plus Dina is what? 26. Ah. And what is 26, Gematria so 26? why didn't have a twin? What is why good? was that different? What? Why no. didn't Binyamin have a twin? That's a different story, but what's the Gematria, of, what, what is the Gematria 26? No, what is the Gematria 26? Yud, K, Vav, K, right? Hashem's name is 26. What? That's why you've been 26. 26, yeah, that's one of the, Yud, K, Vav, K is 26. So now, what happens? <laughs> the parsha continues and says, "Ve'Israel ahavet Yosef mikol banav ki ben zikunim hu lo." And and Israel, which is Yaakov, loved who loved Yosef mikol banav from all of his boys ki ben zikunim hu lo, because he was what? How does the, the how does the Chumash uh, explain ben zikunim? No, but what is ben zikunim? Ben zikunim who? He, since he was a child of his old age. Now let me ask you a question. Okay, you love Yosef. Why did he love Yosef? Yosef, we'll get to that. First of all, we said Yosef and Yaakov were what? Last week's Parsha. Bet Yaakov le'esh. Bet Yosef le'ava. Uvet Esav le'kash. We said that Yaakov was considered a fire. Yosef was considered a flame. And who was Esav considered to? To hay. Right? And we said without a, f- a flame and a fire together is a long-lasting flame. So they were considered to be one. And we're going to get how, to the, how they're considered to be one. But what? Why did he love? Why, did, why is Yosef considered to be a son of his old age? Ben Zikunim. Is he Ben Zikunim? No. Yeah, well, he was old. What? But, but who, who's really considered? Ben Zikunim is the youngest child. Ben Yamin. Ben Yamin. So why are you saying Ben Zikunim? What does Ben Zikunim have to do? That's the end. And now... Not just that, because he loved him so much, what did he give him? Now this, this garment had a lot of pinstripes. You know how people wear suits today? It's my favorite type of suit, by the way. Pinstripe suits are my favorite. So 
pinstripe suits. He had a pinstripe garment that what? That had a sh- the, the stripes were what? Full of Shemot Kodesh. They protected him. This is something that's, that, that's, that's, what it, that's what it had. It wasn't just regular stripes. It was with the Shemot Kodesh. Now, the Zohar comes and writes, from all the kids, why, why, who, had, who had Yaakov's, um, not, not lineage, but his uh, next no. in line for the throne? Knowledge, no. Not, not, not uh, knowledge. His legacy. Like Who continued his legacy? Yeah. Yosef, right? And why? So that answers your question. Why is he mentioned first in the thing? Right, but why, but 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 I want to explain why. Why why Yosef? Why is Yosef considered? Like all all of us is the favorite. Because, but why is he the favorite? First of all, he was the golden child. Right. So that's why he's mentioned. There's always a deeper explanation. Yeah. Look, go deeper. Golden yeah. child. So you know, it runs in every family. He had similarities, but what else? What else? He knew the Zohar uses the language Yaakov and Yosef Gufa Chadahu. It says that Yaakov and Yosef are considered to be one body. And how do we see this? And we saw this from last week's partial, which I said the Bet Yaakov the Esh, the house of Yaakov is fire, the house of Yosef is a flame, and the house of Esav is Tehei. And if we take the name of Yaakov, right? Yaakov is what? Yud, Ayn, Kuf, Bet. Now what is, the, what is the gematria? Yud is 10, right? Ayn is 70, Kuf is 100, and Bet is what? 2. 182. That's his death. 182, what? He died. No, he died. No, no, no. But now, 174. But now, take Yaakov, 182, right? Divide that by 26, how much do you get? 7. 7. Seven is what? Shlemut. That's the power of Yaakov. And not just that. Now let's do Yosef. Yosef. So we did equals 26 times times 7, which is basically 182, right? For Yaakov. Yosef, Yud, Vav, Samech, and face of feet. Yud is 10. Vav is 6. Samech is 60. 60. 60. And pay is 80. What is this equal to? 80 plus 60. 140, 156. 156 divided by what? Divided by 26 is how much? Seven. No. No, six. Six divided by divided by 26 equals six. Why 26? Yud How many times does it say Hashem's name? Hashem's name is what? Yud Kevavke. 26, right? How many times does it say it in in Yosef? Yosef six times. How many times in Yaakov? Seven. Now, if I take seven plus six, how much does that equal to? Thirteen. 13. And we said what? What did the Zohar say? Yaakov and Yosef Gufa Chada Hu Yaakov and Yosef are one body Chad means one One. If we look at the word 13 The, the number 13 Echad in Hebrew is what? One, right? Aleph is one eight is, uh, Chet is eight Dalet is four Four plus eight plus one Thirteen the 13 times that it says Hashem's name from Yaakov 7 and Yosef 6 comes out to what? Echad, which brings them together and brings them as Echad. You understand? Wow. Now, that's why, and, and sorry, not just that, if we look, something very, very interesting, if we do, um, I need a little bit of space on the board. Let me just erase this part. We take the 13, right? 13 from Echad. Ben, do this on the calculator. 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 plus 6 plus 7 plus 8 
plus 9, all the way to plus 10, plus 11, plus 12. Do it on the calculator. 13. All the way to 13. Plus 10, plus 11, plus 12, plus 13. Should come out to, I think, 91, if I'm not mistaken. I'll play right now. Okay, 6, 10, 11, 12, 13, 21, 28, 36, 36, 46, 55, 56, 56, 56, 56, 56, 78, 91. 91. What does 91 stand for? Yeah. Amen, right? Amen. 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 But wait, wait, wait. So we'll get to that. How it's amen. Amen is Aleph is no one. is 50. Mem is 40. Mem is 40. And one no, is no, Aleph no. is one. Amen. But wait, wait, wait. Look at this. Look at this. What is 91? Because we take the word Echad. They were the together. Echad, right? Echad is 13. We do 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 plus 6. All the way to plus 13. Comes out to 91. If we look at the words Ben, Zikunim, Hu. What does Ben Zikunim Hu mean? The son of his old age, right? Ben Zikunim Hu. Ben? How old was Yaakov when he had Yosef? Oh no. Zikunim <laughs> No way. If we look, Nun, the last letter, Mem will be here, the last letter, and Aleph. Comes out, crazy, to, comes out to Amen, which is 91. Yaakov was 91 when he had Yosef. Well, You're going too oh, deep. You're going too deep, bro. Oh, oh, it's too much. Oh, that's, that's crazy. What the hell, bro? Just saying. <laughs> Just, bro. By the way, a lot of this, um, if not most of this, also comes from Abraham Cohen. I have to say his name, that he's, uh, he's very, very big so, in Kabbalah. Ben Zikunim Hu. Ben Zikunim Hu. What we say? We said Ben Zikunim Hu. What is Ben Zikunim? We, we said, how can he be a Ben Zikunim if he had Binyamin, right? Ben Zikunim means he's his youngest child, right? Yeah, yeah. But how is he his youngest child if he had, if he had Binyamin? Ben Zikunim Hu comes to teach us that Yaakov was what? 91 when he had who? When he had Yosef. Now, not just that, if we look, something very, very careful. Guys, pay attention to this because this is something, a very, very big topic. No, we're going to say later. No, 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 we have time, we have time. Now, if we, I want to just say something. If we see Simchat Torah, right? Simchat Torah and also the Oshpizin. We have how many days of Oshpizin? Oshpizin uh, on Sukkot. We have se- seven days. Seven, seven days. But we don't have Oshpizin on Shemini uh, Atzeret. But what do we have? We have seven Akafot on... Why? Because there is in the in the time... Number seven. And, no, no, not in the number seven. There is there is uh, in, in Kabbalah, in the Zohar and stuff like that. There is Keter, Chochmah, you know. And then there is Chesed, Chesed, Malchut, Chesed, Gevurah, Tiferet, Netzach, Hod, Yesod. Those are the six. What is number... That's the good... That's what the rabbi, the rabbi was saying on Saturday. All these things. I told you, rabbi, Yamini, Marak, they all have the same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but the Zohar talks about chesed, yeah. uh, what is six? What is six? What is six? Six, six is, uh, is Yesod, right? Ye- no, no, six, seven is completion. What is, what is six? Oh, we didn't do six. Six we didn't do. I oh, said we were going to get to that. What is six? Six is the, the Midah of Yesod. What is Yesod? What is Yesod? Yesod has to do with the Brit. The Brit. Now, Yosef, what was his, his characteristic? That he was able to control his Brit. Now, how do we know this? Why? Look at the Potiphar. Potiphar, right? His wife. He saw an image of his dad. How did he see an image of his dad? Can I explain? Can, can you explain? How did he see an image of his dad? What did Potiphar's wife do? She wanted Yosef to look at her. Yosef? 
the entire time he was in the pit, he did not look at her. Uh, sorry, not in the pit, in the palace. He did not look at her. She would pass by. He would close his eyes. He would I look heard, all the I way. She put him in a cage. She put. If he looked down, there was a knife over here. So and that's another midrash. But what did she do? She made the entire place full of mirrors. So wherever he looks, she's gonna be there. He's gonna see her. And what happened? She he looked in the mirror. Room. He looked in the mirror. He saw himself. And he looked exactly like his father, that, and he ran away. Wow. And when he went, ran away, he was already he didn't have any clothing, and he was going to go back inside. He was going to go back inside. And this is something that I actually learned from Avpinto. Avpinto said this, not, in, not have to do with the Parsha, but it's connected to this Parsha, but it has nothing, to, he never said it in a Parsha, what's it called? Uh, like class, uh, this, class. this week when I was with him. But um, what he said is that Yaakov, uh, Yosef, he was about to go back inside the palace for what? To go get his clothing. And then Yaakov came to him and told him, where, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to get my clothing. He's like, for what? He's like, because people are going to make fun of me. He's like, people are going to make fun of you regardless. They're going to say that you've been with, uh, with Potiphar's wife, everything like that. What's more important for you? To go and get your clothing and then you might go back and you might sin? Or, or get made fun of in this world that you're not that you're dressed and then your Allah will be greater. Why? Because you've protected yourself from Yisod. From, from your breed. Yes, Yosef said 100% and he left. That's, that's something that Rabbi... He left where? He, he, he ran away. He ran away. And why, did, and why did Potiphar put him in jail? Listen, you slept... A person sleeps with the king's wife off with his head, right? How come he was put to jail? He liked him. He liked him. They see, some people say he liked him. Boy. He also knew a secret. Why? Potiphar was gay. Bisexual. Okay, so but fun. but not just that, not just that. We'll get to that. Also, there was another thing. There was another thing that, guys, this is being recorded. Just letting so you know. Um, <laughs> um, there was another thing that Yosef knew more languages than him. We're gonna get to that. Yosef knew more languages, languages than Potiphar. We're gonna get to that. That's the end of our our Hebrew. Potiphar was the one Hebrew, Hebrew. He knew Hebrew. Pharaoh, but, right? But yeah. Pharaoh. But, but guess what? He was going to get replaced? He was, he was going to get replaced. But guess what? The thing is, not just that. If you take... What did she do? She showed them the clothing, right? Yasef didn't have the clothing. And she showed the clothing. What did she show on the clothing? She showed his, uh, his spilled seed, right? And what did, what did the... Huh? According to Sami Doshim, what did the scientists do with those seed? They came... What spilled seed? That he said, she said that he was with her. Yeah. She could, she basically uh, uh, complained that she was like raped from Yosef, right? right. And so what? And how did she prove it? She showed that her his clothing, whatever, that it has like uh, seed on it. But it actually had seed. No. So guess what it was? It was really egg yolk. Why? How did they know that? Because what did they do? They took this the whatever the cloth that it was. They put it next to a flame, and then what happened? It cooked. cooked. And if you if you pay attention, seed doesn't cook. Seed. Seed, a person's seed comes out hot. Why? Because, well, because it's from, it's from the body. So when it's heated up, what happens? It evaporates. And they saw that it was cooked. They knew that they couldn't punish him for something he didn't do. So they had to put him in jail. Why do they care? Why do they care? I'm just saying, this is another reason. This is another reason. But there was many reasons because Potiphar liked him. Also because that he knew more and he told him, listen, keep it a secret. Don't tell anybody. He was afraid. So that was just to bring it out. Now, what is Yesod? Yesod, we said, is the Brit, right? And that has to do with number six. Chesed is number one. Gvura, number two. Tiferet, number three. Netzach, four. Hod is five. And Yesod is six. 
Yesod is six, and we said that Yosef's name divided by Hashem, right? How many times does it say Yudke Vavke in Yosef? Six times. 26 times six comes out to Yosef's Gematria. Now, not just that, what is Yosef called compared to all of his brothers? We say Avram Avinu, we say Yosef Hatzadik. Yosef Hatzadik. And what kind of Tzadik? Tzadik Yesod. Not just a regular Tzadik. Tzadik Yesod. Why? Because he was able to hold his Brit. He was considered to be a Tzadik Yesod. Now, to be a Tzadik Yesod is someone that has to hold his Brit, right? Has to protect his Brit. How do you do that? If you look at the word Tzadik, right? Yesod. If you look, you have to be good both from the inside and from the outside. And how do we know this? Look at this. If we take the outside letters, the outside letters... What do we get? Tzadik, Kuf, Yud, Dalet. Tzadik, Kuf, Yud, Dalet. Change up the order. Tzadik. Take the inner letters. Take the inner letters. Dalet, Yud, Samech, Vav. Yosef. Yosef. So in these two letters, in these two words, the inner, word, the inner letters come out to be Yesod, the outer letters come out to be Tzadik. Why? Because if you protect your inside, your Yesod, you will, be, you will be considered to the entire world from the outside a Tzadik. And not just that, take the word Yosef, right? Yosef was considered what? Tzadik. Yosef was considered to be a Tzadik. Why was he considered to be a Tzadik? Why was Yosef considered to be a Tzadik? Because he worked on himself from the inside, right? And if you take the word inside, you, uh, above, Samit, Dalit, Yud, comes out to Yesod. What the hell? Comes out to Yesod. Why? Because he protected himself. Now, we're going to get in to a little bit of kingship. Kingship is very, very important that... Why is it very, very important? There's two things that a king needs to portray. A king portrays two very, very big things. Number one... He has to make sure that his yesod is very is, is pure, and yesod is the is the breed, the breed. And number two, and number two, what? He has to make sure that his mouth is clean. But before we get into that, let's take the number six again, and let's do a little bit of math. Okay, and this is how it connects to Yosef again. We have. How many numbers do we have till six? Six, right? We have one, two, three, four, five, six. One times one? Yeah. One. Two times two? Four. Four. Three times three? Nine. 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 Four times four? Sixteen. Twenty-five. Five times five is twenty-five. Thirty-six. And six times six is thirty-six. Someone add all, all the sums? Five plus nine. Oh, got it. 50, 50, 50, 50. No. What are you right now? 40, 65. Get there 50, 65. 1 plus 4. 91. 91. Plus 6. Oh, I haven't seen the 25 and 16. 25, 16, 36, 9, 4, 1. 91. Comes out to 91. What is 91 again? Oh, my God. Amen. Which is what? Connecting what? Connecting who? Number 6. Yaakov. Yaakov. And who? And Yosef to be 1. Wow. What the hell? Yo, that's actually crazy. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yo, I think I gotta go home. I'm not ready. Yo, how does that even work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you, like, Wait, where'd you get the one times one, two times two, three because, times three? Because what is the what is the number of six? Yesod, right? Yeah. And who's Yesod? Yosef. And how do we see it from here? Now, in order for a person to be a king, in order for a person to be a king, and this is something that you could 
Try. Try to do it and maybe you'll be a king. But two things that a person needs to be a king is what? To have, a, to, to have the ma'alat of Yesod and the ma'alat of Dibur. And now how do we see this? Yosef was very, very perfect with his Yesod, right? With his Brit, he was very, very perfect. How do we know this? Yosef had tzaddik. He was considered to be a tzaddik, right? He, he passed the test with Potiphar, everything. But not, what thing did he not do in? If we look, it says in the beginning of this week's Parsha, it says, And now what happens? Um, and his brother saw him. And because his father, they saw that his, their father loved him from all of the children. And they couldn't speak to him peacefully. Why couldn't they speak to him? Because he didn't have the ma'ala, the, 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 the characteristic of a very nice speech. Not saying that he was cursing, but he didn't say everything properly. He didn't, he wasn't proper. And how do we see this again? And if we look in the in a little bit closer, Yosef ben shana haya Yosef And what does it say? And Yosef would would bring evil reports about them to their father. What did he say? Oh, they're doing this. They're doing that. He would speak bad about them because he would speak bad about them. They couldn't speak peacefully to him. They couldn't. Be, they hated him. Why? Because they see that. Imagine. Imagine you have a younger brother. This younger brother, no matter what you do, this younger brother snitches on you, and he snitches on you. And not just that. Not that he's. Not not that he snitches on you only, but then your father favors him from all your. You're not even gonna be able to speak to him. Why? Because he's talking bad about you. And guess what? Not only that he's talking bad about you, but now his your father favors him over all all of your other siblings. And what else? Sounds too familiar, yeah. Well, I don't know. I can relate. Uh, no, I can't relate, really, honestly. You could. To who? And look, it says after he comes and he tells him the dream, it says, They come and they added more hair. The, Eric, can I get your water something? No, no, I'm fine. The reason why we kill them is we need we need to be metaken what Yuda did. Yuda, I told you, Yuda was able to speak, but he wasn't able to to hold his breath. Why? Because he married Shua. He had Aaron Onan from her, and guess what happened from this? He he had kids that weren't the best, right? And they had to die so that he would be basically metaken his. Uh, his, uh, not his sin, but his uh, characteristic of mistake or of the Brit. And how do we know that Yehuda had the power of speech? Um, when, when Benjamin got stolen. When Benjamin, stole with, the, with the cup, everything. And not just that, with what? With, with Tamar. When Tamar came and she said, she said, what? Right? He admitted. He was able to admit. A person that's able to admit and a person that's always talking, he had the characteristics of talking. We're going to end off with something very, very small. Rachel was very, very jealous of Leah. Why was she jealous? She got married first. No, she told Yaakov, she told Yaakov, How is she give, me, give, me, give, me, give me kids. If not, I'm, I'm going to die. She's I'm considered like dead, right? But why, 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 be, why be jealous of your sister, right? And the answer is, she, she knew that from Yehuda, from her, from, uh, sorry, from Le'ah would come who? 
come Yehuda, and who comes from Yehuda? David, which, which is Mashiach. So where's my Mashiach? Where's my Mashiach? I want my Mashiach. Give me a Mashiach. Mashiach is supposed to come for me. And how do we know this? I told you Yehuda is Yud Kevavke and Dalit for David. And what does it say? And what does Mila Ledet mean? And she would stop to give birth. If we take the word Mila Ledet, no, sorry, Miledet. Miledet means what? Men, Lamed, Dalid, Taf, right? Gotcha, or? No, the, the word. If you switch up the letters, what does it say? Milvad. No. Midalit. Midalit, or I don't know what that is. Midalit means from the letter Dalid. So she stopped by the letter Dalid, Yuda, right? Okay. She stopped from the Yuda, she had Yuda, that's it. Now she had Dina after. Why? Because another Mashiach was supposed to come from who? Yosef. Now, the last, last point. If we read the Shir Shayom for today, right? You guys read the Shir Shayom for today? Right? But what does it say? If we look at the Shir Shayom of... Came out to be today, because everything in this world is connected. It says... Um... What, did it say? what does it say? Edut be Yosef Samo. Look at the word be Yosef. If I look at the word be Yosef, Edut be Yosef Samo. Now, be he yo Yosef. Right? Sorry, be Yosef. The bet yud hey vav samech and face of it. What extra letter is in this word? He. No. Hey, right? Be Yosef means in Yosef, but what is the hey for? Be Yosef. It's an extra letter. Why? When when um what's it called? When Yosef was thrown into the pit, what happened? Who took him out? Who helped him come out? Gabriel. Gabriel was there to help him come out. And what Gabriel, did Gabriel? The angel? Yeah, Gabriel the angel. Like they, they took him out, but what what did he do during that pit? What did they do? Oh, Gabriel. There was, and snakes. there was scorpions and snakes to kill him, but he didn't die because Gabriel was there. He protected him. And what did Gabriel do? Not that only that he protected him, he also taught him all the languages. And the the hey for Yosef is why the hey the letter hey number five is is it's not a it's not just that it's Hashem's uh, initial but it's it's in charge of what the five ways of speech in speech there's five ways there is words that come out from your throat right you have words that come from tongue from teeth like shin right teeth chek and you have what? And you have um, you have your your you have your lips, your chek, your teeth, your throat, and your tongue. Five ways of speech. And what did he do? He gave him this hey to come to teach us that he taught him all the languages. Why? Because he knew that he's gonna come and he's gonna have to what be metaken. Which which characteristic does Yosef need to be metaken? His speech, right? Because he had his breed. He needs to protect his... He needs to metaken his speech. Why? He spoke bad about his brothers to his father. So he taught him all the languages so that he could come and he could go to Potiphar and Potiphar is going to talk to him in all the languages. He's going to get tested and then he's going to show that Potiphar, I know 71 languages. You know 70, I know Lashon Kodesh. 
And now what does it say? According to the law in Egypt, that if someone knows more than you, right? More than the king, the king has to step down and he has to become king. He didn't want that. He told him, listen, you have to promise me. You have to... What? He was, he, was, he was a king. He was, yeah, he was. He was a king. Who was second in command? Second in command was, what's it called? Was Yosef. Mishneh Lamelech. Yes, he was. He was, the, he, was the, he was the pharaoh there at the time. And now, not just that, not just that, he taught him all the languages so that he could be the Mishneh Lamelech. And, and, and it's, it's fascinating how that's, that's how it connected and it, and it fixed, his, uh, he fixed his characteristic of his Dibu. Now, if you guys want to see a little bit of what? Of Hanukkah with our Parsha. If we look, Ben Zikunim who, right? Zikunim. Zikuni means of old age. I'm just going to close the door. Give me one second. If, if we look at the word Zikuni, Zikuni was written without a vav. Ziku, ku, right? Ku has to have a vav inside, right? But how is it written? It's written Zekenim. Zekenim, right? Zekenim means elderly people. It's supposed to be a vav. It's supposed to be a vav by the ku, right? Why does it do this? If we split the word into two, Zion is how much in Gematria? Seven, right? Kanin, what is Kanin? Kanin are stands, are poles. How many poles did the menorah have in the Beta Migdash? Eight. No, no. seven. seven. Okay. Which connects to, to Hanukkah. And not just that, Yosef is considered to be what? Wait, what is it? What is it doing? Seven stands of the menorah. The menorah seven stands eight. of the menorah. Zikunim yeah. comes from Zikunim. Why did Hashem put it in Vav? To come to. It connects to Hanukkah. The seven stands. The seven stands. And the seven... You know how... Look. Yeah, you know how seven stands in the menorah, but what in is the menorah, In the menorah we have, it's nine, right? With the shamash, it's nine. In the Beit HaMikdash, it's seven. Right? We have like this, seven. Okay. And how do we see it? We see it from Zayim, Kanin. Seven stands. Seven oh, that's just Yeah. And not just that, Yosef is considered to be what? The menorah of, of the Jewish nation. And how do we see this? Yosef... Was what? Yosef was considered Ish Chacham Ve Navon. Ish Chacham Ve Navon. Ish Chacham Ve Navon. What do you have? How do you light up a menorah? From right to left. No, no, how do you, what do you use to light it up? Match, light, uh, fire. Oil. Oil. Right? Oil. How do you say oil in Hebrew? Shemen, right? Shemen. Shemen. How do we... Oh Ramon? my God. Shem, man. Oh my God, bro. How? Yeah. Comes to teach us that Yosef had to do. And what is... What is, what is the... Chacham uh, mean? Ish Navon Bechacham. Sorry. Ish Navon Bechacham. Which is what? What does Navon have to do? Chet have to do with? Chokhmah. Which is... Comes to teach us how smart he was. And this has to do with the oil. Because what? Crazy, oil has to do with smartness. Oh, Hashem, no. Amen, amen.